0: Hello, college football fans, and welcome once again to the SEC Yesterday, and today this is episode number 21, and I'm your host, Bird LaCroix. And before we get into talking the specifics of this weekend's college football games or reflecting a little bit on the games of weeks past, I want to share some things with you about my experience in college football, and um, losing sometimes really helps you put life in perspective. And that's exactly what Auburn has been doing this year. They've been losing. Now, you look at the record, you say, wait a minute, they're four and three. But Auburn should be better than four and three. And the three teams they've lost to and how they've lost these three games has been uh, very disappointing for those of us who are Auburn fans. And things are in turmoil down in Auburn. And everybody's grinding their teeth and saying, what will happen to Gus? What will happen to the president of the university? It gave Auburn uh, that gave Gus this uh, enormous contract, and there's conflict, and there's power, and there's treachery, and there's probably backstabbing, and God knows what's going on now. As and when money and high stakes are involved, like it is, you can bet that it is getting uh, really interesting down on the plains, as it is in other schools across the nation. But every week you got winners and you got losers, and when you lose, you're not happy. And in thinking about losing to Tennessee, the last time Auburn lost to Tennessee, before last Saturday, and Jordan Hare was in 1999 at Nayland Stadium in Knoxville. This was Tommy Tuberville's first year, oddly enough, and uh, Auburn was not expected to do a lot, but Tuberville used that season to build a foundation for an Auburn team that would soon become champions in 2004, and they did play for the SEC championship under Tuberville, on more than one occasion, and some of him, some people think of Tuberville as maybe one of Auburn's best three or four coaches of all time. I don't know. I'll let others debate that. I like Tuberville. Uh, I enjoyed his time, but it ended poorly a decade ago. And Oxford, Mississippi, was one of the places where uh, the wheel continued to uh, the wheels continued to come off, and Auburn fell flat that afternoon in Oxford. 10 years ago, and eventually Tuberville was dismissed, or he resigned, uh, whichever way you look at it, one decade ago. But let's go back to 1999 in Nayland Stadium, when uh, Tuberville's team lost to Tennessee for the last time before this past Saturday. Auburn was shut out. Things did not go well. Ben Leard, uh, our starting quarterback, had been injured, and Jeff Klein. Youngster had come in to do his best uh, and try to help Auburn beat Tennessee, but you know Tennessee was coming off a national championship season in 1998, and uh, they were outmanned, particularly without Lear at quarterback, and they were defeated in a shutout, and it was 24 or 27 to nothing. It was in the 20s, something like that. But anyway, after the game, a group of my friends from my hometown down in Wilcox County, Camden, Alabama, had... uh, Taken the trip to Knoxville on that Saturday in 1999, and we had had a good time on the way up there during the game and after the game, like we always do, win, lose, or draw. But as we were walking the streets of Knoxville, headed back to our van and ultimately to our hotel room that night, Uh, One of my friends, my best friend from my high school days, made the remark, and I knew uh, when he said it, I knew exactly what he was saying, and I knew how he felt, and I know what he meant, and I thought I knew what he meant and what that meant to me. He said, and he spoke kind of loudly, he said, you know, whenever Auburn loses, it makes me want to be a better person, and I still giggle about that to myself, and I can hear him saying it, because I feel the same way. You know why? And uh, if this is true with you, it's, it's because, you know, when we do lose, you know, if you're on top, you know, I don't know how much you learn from winning all the time. Uh, you can become, uh, our, our egos can get in the way. You can show a lack of humility, or class. Uh, you've seen it happen with every fan base. And uh, that's not the way we should be. I was taught, taught sportsmanship Above all things in sports, when I was growing up and our high school principal taught us to be ladies and gentlemen, he said, if you don't learn anything else at your time here at Camden High School, we're going to teach you to be ladies and gentlemen. And sportsmanship was primary, and we've lost a lot of that today, but I'm getting sidetracked. He said, it, uh, it makes me want to be a better person, and hopefully it does. Hopefully w- winning, you, know, you can remember to be humble and, uh, and win with grace, and kindness, but hopefully when you lose, you can put it in perspective, and we do. It's it's football. It's not the end of the world, but we do pour our hearts and souls into it. We, particularly here in the Southeast and in the Southeastern Conference, are deeply passionate about our college football, to say the least. Sometimes, oftentimes, it gets out of hand, so a loss can put it in perspective, and this season, a season like this, Can do that for you too. It does it for me whenever it happens. And you look and say, hey, it's 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 not that important. Life is life. Uh there are things much more important. There are people that are hurt, hurting, that are suffering, that are hungry, that are poor, and so forth and so on. And I'm not gonna preach to you, but that but that's a fact, and hopefully those are the kinds of things we can remember as we put put football in its proper place. And that's one of the things that's happened here at our house. uh, After the frustration of the loss last Saturday, it didn't take long, actually, after the game. Sometimes I'll brood over it, even for an entire night, and remember back to those aching moments years later, how disappointed I was. But for some reason, uh, the heavy veil, the fog, the oppressive thoughts of of defeat and defeat in such a manner and the disappointment of really seeing your season probably go down the tubes, the wheels coming off. Uh, We looked at it and uh, before it was over, we began to laugh and somehow say, Hey, you know, in a way, Uh, it's sort of a relief. It's over. It's done. Let's put it behind us. Let's move forward. Uh, Hey, we got Ole Miss coming up. Let's pull for them. Win, lose, or draw. Let's have a good time with it. And uh, the best of luck to both teams as they play. And, so looking at college football and all of its glory and all of its pageantry and all of the fanfare that goes into it, it's such a joy to be a part of it. Hopefully we can maintain that part of it. We can carry that with us when we win, and we can put it in perspective when we do lose. And losing is what's happening with us, those of us who are fans of Auburn now, and uh, in many teams across the nation, regardless if you're FBS or FCS or NAI or whatever it might be. But... Lessons in life are more important, and I felt like uh, I would say that today for some other reason that just came over me as I began to talk about it because we talk about football, football, football here. And that's why we're here. The SEC yesterday and today, as we have, uh, we we talk about games past. We've done a little bit of that today. Uh, we talk about games present. We talk about games future. And so let's get on to the games that are to be played in the future this Saturday then. Uh, In the Southeastern Conference, there are four teams that are not going to be on the gridiron this Saturday afternoon. Uh, Those teams would be the Florida Gators, who are having a tremendous season, defeating Vanderbilt last Saturday after a little bit of difficulty, no doubt about it. The Commodores under Derek Mason. Now, let's talk a little bit about these two programs. Uh, Vanderbilt's not known to be a a program in the SEC with a tradition in winning in the modern era but they have in the past and they're proud fans and it's fun to go up there and uh, we lived in that area for six years so and in Tennessee and we enjoy Nashville and Vanderbilt and they put together a pretty tough football team I know there are probably people passionate like ourselves that might like to see Derek Mason fired but I don't you know he's put together a very competitive team Uh, they did play Florida well and uh, they tend to beat some people uh, that they don't, that they are not, thought that they should beat uh, Auburn being one of those in 2012, uh, Gene Chizik's last season at Auburn when the wheels came off for the last time. And uh, Auburn, uh, as bad as Vanderbilt, as hard as Vanderbilt tried to hand the game to Auburn that afternoon, Auburn just couldn't take it. And of course went on to one of those seasons in 2012 and Gus Malzahn came on in 2013, but back to Mason and his Commodores. I've enjoyed watching them scrap and play and hustle, and they're playing uh, this afternoon. Uh, they were, The Florida Gators, anyway, the opponent for Vanderbilt, will not be playing on this Saturday afternoon. The Georgia Bulldogs will not be playing Saturday afternoon, and they need uh, time. Those dogs do to lick their wounds from down in Baton Rouge after a... Uh, uh, sound defeat at the hands of the LSU Tigers who are up and coming but the Georgia Bulldogs, the Vanderbilt Commodores having a bye week as do the South Carolina Gamecocks who dropped a tough game to Texas A&M last Saturday and also Texas A&M themselves being off on this Saturday. So that gives us a slate of uh, six football games, five of them pitting SEC team versus SEC team And one, Arkansas playing an out-of-conference game. So let's get right down to the games at hand. And uh, let's go ahead and start with Auburn. Uh, We'll be making that trip to Memphis and staying just an hour and a half from Oxford. We always look forward to doing that every other year on even years it is now and going down to Oxford and going to the Grove and tailgating uh, the Grove, arguably the – Best tailgating site in the country, arguably, would be the case because there's a lot of us, a lot of places out there that have wonderful tailgating, and I've enjoyed every bit of it, every place I've ever been. And before we get into the specifics of Auburn and Ole Miss, I will say that the places, three places, I've been treated the best would be Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Kansas State. I don't know if they're necessarily in that order, maybe so, but uh, we've really enjoyed uh, tremendously the hospitality at those fine institutions and how we've been treated. And that's a big part of the college football Saturday is that tailgating at fellowship, going back, seeing friends and family, having a big time and just enjoying the event. So the event in Oxford at 11 o'clock central time, local time kickoff, Auburn is minus 3.5. I put a, a meme on Facebook the other day from goodfellas with a, uh, Ray Liotta's character and one behind him, you know, in the scene where they're laughing their heads off. Uh, I told my wife, Melody, I said, guess what? Can you believe this? Auburn is a three-and-a-half point, not underdog, favorite over Ole Miss. And she burst into one of those kind of laughs, and we did that together. And that's how I see this game. Uh I think Auburn is possibly playing the worst football in the Southeastern Conference, number 14 at this time. I thought before last week, Tennessee and Arkansas were those teams. They've improved, it seems. Uh, they've won. Arkansas seems to be becoming a more competitive, almost to beat Ole Miss, Ole Miss last week. And Tennessee, of course, defeating Auburn, playing a sound football game, getting Tennessee's first conference victory in a couple of years. And Auburn being favored, it seems irrational to me. But again, the betting lines are instituted not to necessarily pick a favorite, but to induce betting on both sides. Well, if you're betting on Auburn minus three and a half, I hope you're right. And God bless you. But I don't see it. And if I were a gambling man, I would take Ole Miss in the points. I... Uh, I don't want it to happen, but that's exactly what I would do. That's just the way I see it, and I see Ole Miss coming uh, up with a victory. I don't see Auburn being able to score enough points. Uh, Jordan Tamu uh, gained well over 500 yards in total offense, 300-and-something coming through the air. He ran for 100-and-something yards. Now, we find out that Metcalf is out, one of those great receivers Ole Miss has, but they still have A.J. Brown, Tamu. A uh, good running attack. They don't have much of a defense, and they've had to outscore people. But they have scored over 70 points on more than one occasion this year. I hope to goodness that does not happen. But I can't see Auburn scoring enough to beat Ole Miss. I think all, Ole Miss will probably score 30-something points, Auburn possibly in the teens or maybe 20s. But I see, I see a double-digit victory for the Rebels. Prove me wrong, somebody. Step up. Uh, Gus says he's going to tweak the offense and do you know, throw in some new wrinkles and try to improve, you know, pair it down to the fundamentals and try to get back to what was winning. But uh, I don't see it this Saturday. Let's move on to the next game between Arkansas and Tulsa. The Arkansas Razorbacks and Tulsa in Fayetteville, back from Little Rock to Fayetteville. And Tulsa comes to town. Uh, they t- they tend to have good offenses Gus was had enormous success as a number one rated overall offense in Tulsa for a, a year or two while he was out there and uh, Tulsa can tend to get some points uh, yet but I don't I think this is a really a great opportunity for Arkansas to win Arkansas also is a three and a half point favorite oddly enough and I see Arkansas winning. They've taken the steps necessary and continue to build, and I think they've got the belief in themselves and whatever it will take to put them over the top. I think it'll be a good ball game, but in the end, I think Arkansas defeats Tulsa, and I think Arkansas also covers the spread. The University of Alabama, the third Saturday in October, finds the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Tennessee Volunteers playing once again in that storied old series, Alabama and Tennessee in Knoxville. Now, this is going to be interesting. Uh, can Tennessee have enough to give Alabama a fit? Can Tennessee scare Alabama in Knoxville? I don't see any way in the world they can beat them. But let's do remember that uh, Tua is going to be out for three to four weeks. Uh, he's not going to play. Jalen Hurts is going to uh, Quarterback of the team. Uh, Hertz hadn't done anything, but uh, in his starting, his 28 starts, he's something like 26 and 2, and he was the offensive player of the year in uh, his freshman year. So don't weep for Alabama. Uh, I don't think they'll lose to Tennessee. Now, when it, when it comes down to November 3rd in Baton Rouge, we'll talk about that later. The Tide gets a week off before they play the Bengal Tigers, as do the Bengal Tigers after they play Mississippi State on Saturday in Baton Rouge. But Alabama, Tennessee in Knoxville, I do think Alabama will win. There is a 28.5 spread. Now, these are the initial lines I have. I don't have updated ones, but that's what I'm working with. But Alabama minus 28.5. Well, I think Tennessee has uh, has been coached well. They've been prepared. They're building. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt is to be commended. I think they'll give Bama a game and, again, cover. Now, I think uh, Alabama might have covered by like a point last week and not covered by a point uh, the week before. But, anyway, I think it's dangerous to bet on Alabama uh, minus so much. But uh, I'm not doing any betting. I'm just making my Yahoo pickems. But, uh uh, I took the uh, the Alabama's opponent and the points the last two weeks, and I would do the same this week as the Crimson Tide plays Tennessee in Knoxville on the third Saturday in October. We get down to our Missouri Tigers, the Missouri Tigers who were defeated by the University of Alabama last Saturday. I th- uh, what was it? 38 to 10, 39 to 10. Anyway, whatever it was, um, it was right around. Uh, it wasn't too far off of the spread. But Missouri this week, uh, has got a big game against Memphis. Now he said big game. Well, you know Memphis, particularly uh, since Justin Fuente, he really went in there. Justin Fuente now at Virginia Tech, he went in there and brought that program from nowhere to a champion. And uh, Memphis is now a proud program and just about pulled off a big upset against the University of Central Florida, UCF winning that game 31-30 to last week. But I don't think they're going to do any such thing against Missouri. It could happen. Now, Missouri uh, having that great offense and um, not a pitiful defense, but not a great defense either. And uh, Missouri should win. Missouri is a seven-point favorite at home in Columbia versus the Memphis Tigers. I see Missouri winning, and I see Missouri covering. Drew Locke and company certainly generating enough offense to dispose of Memphis. This is one of those games you should keep your eye on. It could be a good one. And now we move on down to our last game of the week on Saturday, October 20th, the University of Kentucky Wildcats hosting those Vanderbilt Commodores in Lexington. Kentucky's on a roll, and there's no reason to expect them to lose. They're ranked highly. I think something around number 13, number 14 in the country. They should win, and I think they will win. The spread is 13, minus 13. With the way uh, Vanderbilt gave Notre Dame fits, and the way they gave Florida fits, and the way they've won some ball games this year. Uh, They've also beaten Middle Tennessee and Nevada. Lost to Georgia, of course and lost in a good game to Florida last week. But I do think that uh, Kentucky wins this game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt may make it tougher than those 13. I don't know if I would touch that one. I probably would not. I do expect Kentucky to win. I do expect them to cover. But uh, the 13 points, I don't know. We're not positive about that. But anyway, that's the way I see it uh, this Saturday coming up in all of our games. I thank you for indulging me and uh, my putting things in perspective about college football and just being able to share my feelings with you about the whole situation. I appreciate that you listen. This has been episode number 21 of the SEC Yesterday and Today and Again. I'm your host, Bird LaCroix. You can find our program uh, on iTunes. That would be the best way to get it. Just subscribe to it. Go to iTunes, load it, and it'll dump into your computer Uh, You can find it also through Stitcher and Apple and other sources throughout the Internet. But that's the SEC yesterday and today. And you can find me on Twitter at Autul, A-U-T-U-L-L. And my email address is birdlacroix at yahoo.com. My occasional column and these podcasts you can find on sportshacks.com. And thanks once again for listening. We want you to be safe out there. And as always, be sure to love your neighbor.